I gotta do an intro to um, this next segment on this episode. Um, I'm trying. I've tried several times this morning to try to do it, and it's seems like every time something stops me. So um, I wanted to talk about a little real quickly. Excuse me, Juneteenth. I belong to a group at work now and we are trying to make changes and we're trying to make it so that the changes are completed throughout the entire department that I work for. And uh, this is a big thing. It's not something that's small. So anyway, um, we were celebrating Juneteenth. That, That was our first exposure, our first thing that we were doing and a first event that we were having and we didn't have much time to plan for it. So there are different locations and so I decided that I was not driving to the main location to do to participate in their event because I had already had something planned. And a couple other people were saying, yeah, we really, and then they were short-staffed and everything. And I want to make sure that everybody feels like they're a part of the Juneteenth celebration, no matter what color, religion they come from. I wanted to make sure that there was inclusion. So I was thinking to myself, I said, the main message of our group needs to be translated to the to my co-workers before our customers so i said i'm gonna have i put together a really small um event for juneteenth so a couple of people and myself got together and we developed a plan. One person, since Juneteenth became a holiday, they let everybody, if you didn't have, you know, um, patience or if you didn't have anything that you needed to do, anything that was not scheduled, that cannot be can that was anything that was scheduled Friday that could not be canceled, you had to come into work. So the third person... Um, had decided that they weren't going to come into work because they didn't have anything to do. And so I didn't chastise them. I didn't say anything about them not being there for the event and all this kind of stuff. And so I said, okay, you know. And um, me and the other person, we, you know, we put everything together because I had bought the decorations. And, and, and they weren't big decorations. I went to the dollar store. I went to the dollar store. Don't give me any props. I went to the dollar store and bought some things, tried to include the staff in the celebration. A few came by, stopped by because we held it in a conference room and I had some videos going. And of course, you know, I had to play Michael. I played, um, oh, hold on. Hold on one second. Listen to Miss Paris here for a second. Huh. I got to find though. The video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
We're almost there. So at the end, as we were cleaning up, I played We're Almost There. And that was from the Forever Michael album, I believe. Hold on one second. Let me make sure. Hold on. I'm just trying to make sure that I have it right. It's not telling me what album is from. I believe it's from the Forever Michael album. Yeah, it's from the Forever Michael album. So I played that, and um, I was going to play Heal the World, and I thought that's a little... I wanted to play something that was going to be inspirational, so I I played We're Almost There. So, um, you know, we cleaned up and everything. Well, you know, people came in. A couple of people sat and watched a video that I had picked out. Uh, for Juneteenth explaining it and um it was it was nice we I played a couple of songs and um you know we talked to people and they were asking us questions and it was nice it was really nice it was what I wanted to happen what I was hoping would happen was that people would get educated I'm not the type of person that's looking to wave down a thousand folks and have them come and listen to what I have to say. I'm the type of person I feel like if I'm if I'm connecting with one person, if one person understands what I'm talking about, then that's that's all that I need. So I was happy. I was happy for yesterday and um I was very proud. So the other person that I was that helped me decorate and helped me, you know, that stayed, you know, with me during that event. She, you know, had her thing. She had her schedule. So she was going back and forth and trying to be faithful to the event and things like that. And um, she had brought food and the water and uh, it was beautiful. I It was beautiful. I, um, I was happy that that she put forth the effort to help and um so she brought some apples some tangerines and bananas and i i bought some popcorn and she bought these small bottles of water which was excellent because you know how you're 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 at a function and you look around and these bottles of water are partially drank and they got good bits of water sitting in them and they're just sitting around. So these bottles of water were big enough to where you could drink it all and not waste anything. So I thought that was an excellent idea of hers. So um, I'm looking forward to having more celebrations. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to having more celebrations that are involving Helping my people understand who they are and embracing who they are and loving themselves. I'm also looking forward to helping other people understand us and not look at us as just one mind and one body, but look at us as individuals and understand that we all have our own thought patterns. We all have our own ways of thinking. I had a friend um, tell me the other day, she was like, she was like, I was telling her, I said, um, and I was trying to be nice about it, but sometimes, you know, things just are unpleasant sometimes when you're talking about it. So she was saying to me how um, Black Lives Matter, her daughter went onto a website to give to them. And I said, you got to, 
be careful with that. And then she said, do you know that they blah, 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 all this controversy she just talking about, that movement, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, I said, I support Black Lives Matter because of the words. I said, because Black Lives do matter. I said, I don't support any of this rhetoric out here. I don't give money to any of these organizations because I don't know who is behind them. Because there are different sects. There are different um, SECT. There are different people who run these different Black Lives Matter movements. So in each region, each city, each county, they have their own thing going on. And their beliefs are necessarily not mine. So that's why I don't buy into anybody and what they're doing in the, 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 and as a whole when they're talking about Black Lives Matter. I just believe in those words. I said, I don't uh, subscribe to their rhetoric. So um, I... I was having some difficult conversations with her, but she didn't. She wasn't offended by it. <sighs> Excuse me. But then we started talking about more about race, and she said, and I and I was telling her about the group, and I said, you know, telling her certain things, and then she goes, one of my friends was telling me, and um, and uh, black people, Africans actually had slaves, and I said, that right there is what I'm hoping in this group that we can talk about with people and help them stop saying things like that because that is in our community. I said, we have not gone. I said, Africans have not gone to four corners of this earth all over the globe and taken our stuff to other countries. I said, we didn't go over to Europe and make slaves out of people and drag them back to Africa. I said, we didn't, I said, and if we did, it was on a small scale. It wasn't on the level of what the United States did to Africans. So the United States needs to be held accountable for their sins. And I said, we don't go over into the white neighborhoods. And I said that what Africans were doing, that was their business. Nobody should have been. Uh, getting into their business. I said, and then I said, we don't go over to the white neighborhoods and try to find out where the meth houses are and where the people are that wear them sheets and have their meetings. I said, so people need to stop talking about what black people are doing in their neighborhoods because it's not their business. If black people want to talk about it, y'all need to stop doing that. Stop talking to people about what happens in our communities because it's not their business. They can't help us. We have to help ourselves first and foremost. So I'm hoping that this Juneteenth federal holiday brings about a lot of conversation that's going to be uncomfortable and a lot of change that has been held back by the Jim Crow era. I'm hoping, I'm praying. So, with that being said, I'm going to let you guys go. Listen to this next segment and um, let that resonate with you. Let that resonate with you. And also, listen to my episode called My Dream. Put all this together collectively 
And um, let me know what you think. Take care, guys. Let's take a listen, guys. Hold on one second. It's coming. Sadly, sadly, we live in a state of fear. Every day we hear of war on the news, on the radio, and television. In the newspapers, always of war. We hear of nations hurting each other, of neighbors hurting each other, of families hurting each other, and of children killing each other. We must learn to live and love each other before it's too late. We have to stop. We have to stop the prejudice. We have to stop the hating. We have to stop living in fear of our own neighbors. I would like all of you now to take the hand of the person to the left and to the right of you. Go ahead right now. I mean it. Don't be shy. Do it. It starts now. To the person next to you, to the left and the right. I mean it right now. Go ahead. Don't be shy. Do it. Do it. Now tell the person, tell the person next to you that you care for them. Tell them that you love them. This is what makes the difference. Together, we can make a change in the world. Together, we can help to stop racism. Together, we can help to stop prejudice. We can help the world live without fear. It is our only hope. And without hope, we are lost. Somebody had this on um, YouTube. I don't know how to pronounce their name. But it's called The Speech That Killed Him. Michael Jackson, December 14th, 2017. I don't know uh, what speech that was. And I know there's a fan that can tell me. But that is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, we don't get anybody in the world that's come along like that to care enough about humanity to say, let's look at each other and let's love each other. We did have some, but they were all murdered. Michael is among them. He was murdered as well. When you get souls on this earth that fight for mankind and fight for what's right and do what's right, and I mean they do what's right to a T without any fear in their heart, they end up getting murdered. Why is Michael gone today? Is it because of that speech? It's for many reasons. But one of the main reasons is because he's black. And I will never stop talking about it. 
Never. You guys take care. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting me.